and Scripture says that that's true, okay? And many of us have found this to be true in our own lives. Oftentimes we, we, we lose because we don't fight. Or we're, not, or, we do, or we're not exercising the things that God has revealed to us. God gives us tools. Stomping at the enemy does not run him away. Yeah? Yelling at him is not going to run him away. Shooting an AR-15 will not run, run him away. The, these are not the tools of the warfare that, that, that God has given us. And so, so let's, let's, just, let's begin with some passages here. And... Um, Fighting the good fight against the wind. Okay? Ephesians 6. This is a good, good passage of Scripture. And there we go. Now, now, I've been in Ephesians for like a month and a half on Wednesday nights. Let me give you just a, a real quick preface. The, Ephesus, the, the church in Ephesus, Paul speaking to the church in Ephesus, the people, the believers, he knows these people. And, and there, are, there are multiple times... In the, in, in the preceding chapters where Paul is dealing with, let's get on board. What he, what, the way he puts it is, be careful how you walk. Not as unbelievers, but as believers. Be careful how you live. And then there's usually this, you could almost put them in two columns. One, bad behavior, good behavior. Okay? Recognizing that God is saying, all right, or, or God through Paul is saying, this is how you should live. Okay? And then he gets into the, to the fifth chapter where he gets, really gets close. Up until this time, he says, okay, this is the, this is the right behavior that, that exudes Christianity. If you're a believer, this is how you should live, okay? And he says this over and over and over in different ways. Then in the fifth chapter, he gets where we live, and he, and he, speaks, to, uh, and he speaks to wives. If, and, and, he, and he tells them, uh, tells Christian wives, what their attitudes and Christian husbands and children, five and six, uh, some of the things that they need to hear, okay? And in each and every one of them, the, essentially he's saying to a Christian, a Christian wife, be subject to your own husbands as to the Lord. And he's saying to the uh, Christian men, uh, die, for your, die for your wife. Uh, uh, in other words, be willing to, uh, to, to, be willing to li- lead and uh, put yourself on the line to the degree of dying for the people that you love. And what, what he's talking about there is not necessarily the physical death of like running out in front of a train or a bullet or anything like that, but it's, it's putting the people in your life first. The role, or you might say the cost of leadership is personal sacrifice. That's what he's saying to the, to the husbands. And to the children, he's saying, he's saying, honor your parents and the Lord. Obey them. Okay? Now, in each and every case here, it's kind of interesting, it's something that, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm quick, I should be careful not to say these are not the kind of things we want to do. Okay? But ladies, have you ever had problems, difficulties internal, subjecting yourself to your husband? Never, huh? <laughs> Let's put lying up there too, Okay? <laughs> And, and husbands, have you ever, have you ever had problems with, with saying, okay, you know, I know the needs of the household or my wife is greater than this and, and I'm just going to put aside what I wanted to do in order to make sure that this happens. You ever had any problems doing that? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Some say, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. And so, and children, 
and there were no children here tonight, but <laughs> they knew I was going to preach this. So they, they <laughs> but again, he says, honor your parents in the Lord. Okay, honor them so that it'll, it'll you'll have a long life, and you'll you know. Essentially, what you find in these things is is God through uh, Paul, th- God through Paul, is saying to us, die. Die to self. Self says, I want it my way. Self says, you won't, have, you won't rule over me. Self says, uh, I'm, you know, I I'm work all week long, and I'm doing all this, and I've got this, and this is a little bit of money. I'd sure like that red, big red dinosaur. <laughs> but my wife says, she needs a little green dinosaur first. And I can't have the big red dinosaur and, and her have the green dinosaur too. So let's make, you know, okay, you get, get the idea, okay? <laughs> so we wrestle against those. And as, as silly as it may sound sometimes, these are the battlegrounds. I've, I've, I've said to husbands and wives, look, if you, I'll look at the husband and say, if, if you make that woman that's sitting next to you the focus of your attention, in other words, make sure that she has everything she needs. In other words, you're focusing on that. And she turns around and does the same for you. It's a different way of looking at it. Most people are saying, you know, you're not paying enough attention to me. You know, you're not paying enough attention. It's, it's all about self. And this passage pushes us beyond self. And for us to do that, we, we, almost have, we really have to step into a place of self-sacrifice. And the, the biggest fear when you do it, and here's where faith steps in. You're wondering, how am I going to get what I want if I'm first, if, if, if I give everything to you? Okay? How am I going to have it my way? Am I, you know, I remember a little girl, uh, we, were at a, we were at some kind of an event, and we were handing out, you know, if you've got gobs of children around you and you're trying to give a, a little gifts, they're anxious. They don't know how many's in the how many's in the bucket. And I remember this little girl. I mean, her the, the the words over and over. What about me? 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 That's the fear. What about me? And God's and and, and God's in God's thing. It's it's through sacrifice that we live. It's 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 that giving a, a push up in faith, saying. It doesn't matter about me. I'm going to give. That's when there's faith. It works. It happens. Okay? That's not exactly where I wanted to go, but that was a part of Ephesians 6. Okay? Again, what's he talking? He's a pastor. He's telling the people that they should, they should live in accord, in, with integrity and in accordance with the word that God has, you know, with, with, with the salvation experience that they've received. That what, how does he put it? Uh, walk in accordance, uh, walk in, in line in, uh, according to, to the, the name that you have. Oh, boy. Bleh. I'm sorry? Yeah, the, the, the vocation that wherein you've been called or the life that you've been called. Walk worthy of the name by which you've been called. Okay. All right. All right. Sunday night. <clears throat> so you get you get you, you you go through that and finally get down to verse 10. 
and he's wrapping it up and he says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Now, I want you to catch that. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Okay? If we're talking about spiritual warfare, if we're talking about pushing against the enemy, it's God's might. It's God's, God's power. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. And he says, put on the full armor of God so that you'll be able to stand firm against the, the schemes of the devil. Okay? Gotcha. So if I put on God's armor, then I'll be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. What are the schemes of the devil? Well, you know, I, as, you know they're usually the scripture in James tells us that we're tempted when we're drawn away by our own desires, right? Own evil desires, our own lusts. Okay? okay? The schemes of the devil are to, to trip, trip us up. The schemes of the enemy, the devil... Uh, when Israel came into the land, was he sent uh, uh, he sent other people and women and and so they 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 compromised and, and because of the of the, the the close proximity of of other people they compromised. Okay, so there are all kinds of schemes and ultimately the schemes are meant to either discourage us, uh, uh, distract us. And destroy us. Yeah? He knew this with the Israelites that if, if, if the men began to sin with the, the women, I believe they were Amalekites or, or it doesn't matter, but the, the foreigners there, if they began to lie with them and sin, then God himself would turn his back on them. Okay? So the schemes, the, scheme are, the schemes are to get us somehow off track with God. Okay? So... He says, put on the full armor of God. It's God's armor. Be strong in the strength of his might uh, so that we will be able to stand firm against the schemes. Okay? For our struggle, and I mentioned this before, and we've got to understand this in the big picture, even though there's stuff coming at us in, in, through the school system, through the government system, etc., etc., etc. He says, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers and against powers and against world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. Now, it's hard for us to see that, isn't it? When, when the person who is pushing a particular piece of legislation or making a ruling at a school or a ruling at work, it's got flesh and blood. They've got a face and they've got a name. And, 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 and I recognize that what we want to do is we want to, you know, we want to attack that person in one way or another, maybe through litigation or um, maneuvering. You know, I mean, we, I can maneuver. I was in the Navy for a long time. It's a very political place. I mean, any kind of government services. I mean, I think, I think it's because the stakes are so low on other things that you find other things to do. So this, it's about power. So you maneuver. There's all kinds of ways to do that. Many of you are, if you're, and I know a number of you are social, have been in social work. Uh, it's amazing. I mean, I've worked with social workers for years, and sometimes, you know, they're at each other. You know, inner office stuff, you know? Yeah? I think that happens a lot of places, not just there, but, but it's part of the nature of people. Okay? So... Uh, and we see faces, and, and when, when, these, when these things come down, like when, when the American Civil Liberties Union, you know, we'd we like to just kind of like, okay, where's their, their headquarters? Let's go. 
That's not the problem. At least that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says if the problem is not with the people that, uh, that represent these things. Okay? Now, that's the hard thing to get. But we've got to get that if we're going to be successful in spiritual warfare. Because they're flesh and blood like you and I. Jesus died for them just like he died for you and for me. Okay? We need to understand that and understand that it's not flesh and blood that we're fighting against so that we won't use the same tools. If we're fighting against flesh and blood, okay, let's put on the gloves or let's, you know, whatever we got to do, we know how to fight that way too. I'm not saying that that's what we should do, but that's not the deal. Okay? It's, he says, it's not flesh and blood that we fight against. He says, therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you'll be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Now, catch this. Now, one of the things I, I, I see in that is that what's the point? What's the ultimate point of fighting here? Is it to uh, preserve a particular way of life? Okay. Is it, is it to... Uh, uh, is it to preserve something that we like? Yeah, it partially is. But what's he really saying? So that having done everything, to stand firm. Now you've got. To, I'm looking at a bigger picture here, and I want you to see it. And I'm not saying we ought to dump the world that we live in. I enjoy it. Like I said this morning, I love the grass. But I think we've got bigger stakes here, and. God's willing to forfeit. And, 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 he, and if, you read, if you read the book of Revelation, so, and there's nothing going to be left. Okay? When that's happening, I don't know. I don't have a time, time frame there, and anybody who does, what's the Bible say? Okay? Don't listen to them. It says, false prophets come. Okay? So I don't know. But, but here, it seems in this passage that the point, the point is so that having to, having, he says, so that you will be able to stand firm against the seams of the devil, and so that, that having done everything to be able to resist in the evil day, when evil floods in, when, when circumstances just overwhelm, uh, seem to be overwhelming, you can still stand. Having done all to stand firm. Stand firm in what? Your faith. Your, your integrity as a believer. Now, uh, I... I, you know, I'm not here to scare anybody, but, 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 but recognize that it's really possible that in, this, in the context of, of, of living for God that you might give up your life for him. That you lose physically everything and your life. Now, I recognize that's not a popular message. I, it wouldn't, it's not popular with me either. I like living here. I like living here. I enjoy life. And I know that, that it's so unpopular that, it, that there are theologies out there and there are whole church movements who wouldn't even say that, who wouldn't even broach that. But read the Bible. What makes us special? Versus people in Indonesia right now who are li living their lives. The, 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 Iranian, past the, past the Iranian pastor who is over there now languishing in jail, is an Assemblies of God pastor. He's an American citizen. He pastored a church like this. 
His wife probably sits in the back making sure that the, that the scripture's on the front, okay? It's flesh and blood. This is, this is yeah, he's, he is Iranian, uh, and, and, but then, then again, I think once upon a time, somebody in my heritage was Scottish or Irish or Indian or whatever. And we all came from someplace. We all have some connections, okay? So this stuff is real, and, but God's, God, God's in control here. I believe he is, okay? So take up the full armor so that you'll be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore. Now, this is stand firm. Don't fall. Don't, don't back up. Uh, having girded yourself with the loins of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, take up a shield of faith, the shield of faith, which is a, which, with which you are able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Now, let me just say some things about all these armor pieces. I mean, I've got a thing in there that's got armor pieces on it, and I'm... I'm I, I always read and say, okay, what is that? You know, and, and I read these people, they say, well, the, the helmet of salvation is to cover your head and your mind. You know, look, we're talking about, we're talking about weapons of warfare. I've never been able to be really satisfied to say, okay, the breastplate of righteousness represents this and da 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 da, da all that. And it's cool, it's cool pictures, but let's, let's look at what this, what, what, what we really have here in, in terms of, of, we have the truth. The truth, okay? And he talks about the, the, the belt of truth, okay? We have the truth, okay? That's powerful. That's strong. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. Okay? To have the truth is a very, very powerful thing. You've got it. He says, strap it on. You have the truth. The next thing would be righteousness. Are you righteous? Well, not, not in of my own self, and I've got, I'm careful to, to say that uh, with all humility, but I am righteous because he has made me so. And I stand in his righteousness and in his righteousness alone. And so... So when the enemy comes in and reminds me of the things that I used to do, okay, or the things that I once upon a time was guilty of, and I say it that way because I'm not guilty anymore. He has cleansed me. He has taken all, his, all of my sins upon, upon him. And not only has he done that, he has cast them as far as from the east is from the west. That's true. That's true. And, and, and as the enemy comes to you, these are the fiery darts. I know who you are. I know what you did. Da, 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 da. No, I am a new creation. That person's dead. That's powerful. That's almost, I mean, have you ever, have you ever played uh, um, uh, uh, Play dodgeball with someone who was just kind of like really flexible and you just couldn't, you know? You couldn't. Or you couldn't get your hands on that slippery pig, you know? Just couldn't, you know? It's really hard for him to make something stick if you know, 
If you know that you've been forgiven and it's gone, what power does he have over you if your debt has been cleared? And you know it and you proclaim it. Not just words, but you know it. You're righteous. You're righteous. You're righteous. Preparation of the gospel of peace. Now, the best, the best I could understand in this is that having your feet shod and, and talk about all that, but, you know, you need to know what, God, what God's word says. You need to know your role and your purpose in this whole world, and you need to know the message so you can share it with people. Okay? You are a part of God's plan, and you're an educated part of God's plan. What I mean by educated, you know what he, what he intends for you, and you know how a person is saved. I mean, you're, you're more of, a, you, you're more of a, 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 a threat to his kingdom than he is to you. You have the capacity within you to snatch people from the, from the, from the hands of the enemy. Through the power of the truth and the word of God and the righteousness that is available to all men and women. And you know about that. You have that. And, but he's saying, he's saying, to, he's saying to, to the people here and, and consequently to us, know, what, know, know, know the story. Know the scheme. Understand the gospel. Have it in your heart. Hold on to it. Be willing to speak it. Faith. He calls it the shield of faith. But I would say faith is one of the one of the more, uh, more one of the more powerful uh, tools that you have. Weapons of war- spiritual warfare that you have. Faith. Faith will, if you believe and trust in Him, faith will cause you to step into the water. And when you, what, what does God say? If you have even the, the faith of the, the size of a grain of a mustard seed, you can say this mountain be removed. Well, I'm not, I don't necessarily want to move Allegheny Mountains. But there are mountains in my life that I need to move and I need to step in in faith. God, see, this is powerful. It's powerful. See, we've got to understand the, 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 our enemy, the enemy, the enemy can't do anything to us. He simply can lie. And, and this is not new. And David is, I love this, I, love, I remember seeing this the first time when uh, King David, he, he penned the, the 23rd Psalm. I believe he did. And he said, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. No, notice it wasn't, it wasn't death. It wasn't the valley of death. It was the shadow of death. It was like, it was the coat hanging in the, in the corner that looks like somebody coming in. It's just a coat. It's just a shadow. A shadow can't hurt anybody. Yea, though I, even though I walk through that, I will fear no evil. For you're with me. You're with me. Faith. 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 You, you find yourself in a, in a tough situation. You get on your knees and say, God... You know me. The fact that you got on your knees is, 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 reveals faith. When you got on your knees and you laid out that situation, your circumstances of God, that's faith. Whose battle is this? 
God's. Remember? See? And so, so what are we doing when we're getting on our knees and we're saying, God, I gotta, I'm in a tight spot here. We're giving the battle to God. That's an act of faith. That's an act of faith. Now, and, and I recognize some, sometimes we falter because we want instant everything. And I don't know of anything this instant that, that grows quickly except cancer and weeds. Okay? 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 Instant everything. God is at work, and, and there's faith involved as we kneel before him and say, God, here's the situation. I'm in a tight spot, or we're in a tight spot. Okay? So, faith. As we talk about putting on the armor of faith. Salvation, that, that's very much like the righteousness I was dealing with. I'm saved. Well, there's a reason why I said to you this morning, do you remember when you got saved, when you gave your heart to Christ? Let me take you back there just for a moment. I want to take you back to that place and that time. I want you to, to in your mind, relive it again and recognize, yes, he lives. Yes, he's alive. Yes, it's true again. See? You can't. It's, it's impossible to go back to that moment in your mind and not find faith again. Salvation. It's true. It's real. You know, the, the world may look at you and say, you look like the dick I knew. But you look in the mirror and you can see the same guy, but you know that you've been, that God's changed. You've been changed. You're changed and you didn't do it yourself. Hallelujah. And then he says, and with all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit for this, with this in view. Be on the alert with, with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. Now, praying in the Spirit. Now, what is that? Does that mean to pray with vigor? No. He's, he's telling the saints to pray in tongues. Okay? If you know, if you, if, you know, I've, I've, I've laid that out before. Praying in the Spirit is praying in tongues. Now, that's a whole different study. But one of the things that, that, that's a part of that, when we pray in the Holy Spirit, when we pray in the Holy Spirit, we pray specifically and, and, we pray specifically and perfectly in, in accordance with the will of God. That's what the Bible says. Okay? That the Spirit makes intercessing a session according to the will of God. Okay? Now, here's the cool thing about praying in the Holy Spirit. And I've said this before. It allows you and I to pray. And this is, this is I think this is good. I, like, I really like this. He said, it allows us to pray with uh, bypassing, in some respects, the f- formation of words in the mind. The thing, when we form words in the mind... Uh, uh, when we form our, and we pray. Paul says, I pray with my mind, I pray with my spirit. I sing with my mind, I sing with my spirit. Okay, that's what he's talking about. When I pray and I say, okay, God, bless Joyce and her, her, and her work with the missions. Okay, I've, I've created a thought. I've, I, that's all good. It's all good. But also I know this, that sometimes I don't stand in great faith all the time. And I see that the mountain's really, really big. You know, I've never seen him move a mountain like that in my life. And so, um, when I pray, and if I pray in the Spirit, it bypasses 
all the limitations of my mind. Bypasses the limitations of faith. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Okay. All right. Whose battle is it? It's God's. It's always God's. If you, if you look at, if you look at the, if you look at, I know we're involved. I know we're involved. But this is not a battle against humanity and humanity. Satan would like to destroy you because you were created in the image of the Most High God. Okay? He said, I will lift myself up above the Most High God. How silly. But that was his motivation. And down through the ages, his schemes and his tactics haven't changed. Ultimately, it's to destroy you and me. And thereby getting, I guess, in some respects, and I, I can't guess at motives without being, you know, getting back at God. It's, I will have my kingdom, and these people will obey me and not you, even though they were created in your image. Okay? Truth, righteousness, preparation of the gospel, peace, faith, salvation, prayer, and the Spirit. Now, I want to talk about how some of this looks. And, and, I, and I don't think the Old Testament and New Testament really make, uh, you know, these are just pictures that we can use. Now, most of us know about uh, Daniel 3, okay? It's the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, okay? The three of them, Nebuchadnezzar, has been duped into, uh, into being, he's, he's so in a, such an important guy that, uh, that everybody has, whenever they hear the bells and the whistles and stuff and the, and the trumpets, they're going to bow down and worship Nebuchadnezzar. Well, um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, in faith, in faith, said, we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it because it would offend their God. We, we serve him. We serve God. I serve Jesus. Okay? And there will, cut the times, there will be times that will come. I mean, that's what's happening with, with our, Iran, our, our brother in, in Iran right now. All you've got to do, really, I mean, you can go home to your mom and your family and your kids, your, and you don't have to eat prison food anymore. You don't have to be beaten, abused, da 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 All you've got to do is renounce Jesus. All you got to do is, is turn back to Allah. Isn't that the deal? Okay. Is that, is that much difference than Meshach, Shadrach, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? When the bells go off, bow down toward and, and worship Nebuchadnezzar. I said, I'm not going to do it. So did they get themselves in hot water? Not really hot water, but hot fire. And so they heated it up seven times hotter, you know, big old furnace and you know, big burly guys and threw them in there, threw them in there, okay? Well, you know the story. They didn't burn up. The cool thing, the guy, Nebuchadnezzar, looks in the fire and says, wait a second, they're out there walking around. Wait a second, didn't we throw three in? There's three in there, right? But I see a fourth. I see a fourth. And he looks like God. See, that wasn't just a cool story. It was not a bedtime myth. I think what God wants us to know that when, when we're pushed to the wall, now I, you know, that no matter where, where it is and what the circumstance, whether it's a furnace, whether it's a whether, eh, prison, whatever, there will be another person there. He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. 
My grace is sufficient for you. (laughs) And I will stand with you. I will walk with you. I will keep you. Your mind, your spirit. Yeah. You see, that's the picture. Now, what what was used here? Faith. Okay. Oh, they could have gotten out of the fire. They could have gotten, you know, so just did what Nebuchadnezzar wanted. Go along, flow along, right? Okay. Well, do you think that in our world that, that pressure is not there in one form or another? You know? Look, everybody goes out every Friday night. If you're going to be a part of this team, you've got to go with us and got to go, you know, this happy hour at Pal Joey's. If you're going to be a part of this team, you on the team? You need the job, right? Got bills to pay? Pressure's on? Pressure's on. You know what I mean? So I got to pay bills. Okay. What happens if, will I lose my job if I say no? A smaller fire, but it's a fire. You see, it hasn't changed. The schemes have not changed. Nor has God's capacity to save you and keep you when you simply, again, what, who's, what do you, what, is he telling us to go take up arms and chase people around? No. He's saying, just trust in me. Make the right decisions for me. Faith. Faith. Shield of righteousness. Salvation. These are the tools of our trade or the weapons of our defense. One, a couple more, other, a couple more. Daniel 10, and I've shared this with you before. Daniel was praying, decided he wanted to know more about the end time events. What, what's, and he was concerned and says that he, he began to pray and fast. Okay? Pray and fast. And uh, went on for days. And finally, an angel appeared to him. I'm, I'm just... You, you, you recognize the stories. I don't have to read this to you. Angel appeared to him and said, Look, um, we w- I would have been here sooner, except the prince of Persia prevented me for a while. And then I had some help. And we're here. And, and by the way, your prayer was heard from the first day. Okay? So here, the cool thing about this, about this thing, is that, uh, you know, again, praying. Now, it's not just prayer in the Spirit, it's praying. You talk to God, that there's power in that. We know that. We know that. But, again, praying. It's set in, set in motion God's hand. But we get to see a picture of spiritual warfare. What's going on behind the curtain that you and I don't see? And I'm glad I don't see it. Some of us, we want to see these spiritual things, probably scare, scare, <laughs> scare us to death. We see some of this stuff. Um, and... You know, and, and he says, and so you get this picture of, you might say, warfare that's taking place between angels. I, I don't know if I, I, you know, I think that's, that's beyond us. It's something else. But when Daniel began to pray, according to the angel, he was heard. And that set in motion some things. That set in motion the very thing he's, he's asking to receive. Set in motion the, the, you might say the, the voice and the clarity of God. Okay? All right. Um, one other thing I'll share with you, and this is a New Testament passage. I believe it's in Matthew 4, and you're familiar with this passage. 
And this is early in the, in the ministry of Jesus. It was right, you might say, he was getting ready to, to launch, been baptized. Then he went into the wilderness, right? And there were, in, in, that, in the context of the fourth chapter of Matthew, there, there, were, there were three um, temptations, okay? Each and every temptation, Jesus used a, a something we would call a spiritual weapon to, to, to fend off the enemy, Okay? It's interesting, the enemy came to Jesus and he, and, he, and he made all these great claims. I can do this, if you'll do this, or you'll do that, da, 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 da. And I won't go into all that. Some of it had to do with, with look, I can get you out of the cross here. Look, I, you know, I can make this work for you. You know, I can make this work for you. You can be king. You can be Lord. You can be everything that you wanted to be, but mm, I've got another plan. And if you'll do it this way, okay? And in each time, truth was used. And the word of God was used. Okay? And what does the Bible say? If you resist him, he'll flee from you. And that's what happened. Now, the interesting thing is he said, the scripture says that he left him for a, for a season or until another opportunity availed itself. Okay? So this is kind of an ongoing trek that we're on here. It was for Jesus, it will be for us. In each and every case where we see faith, I will not bend, God will be with us. You know, I'd hate to, I'd hate to bend, you know, and then wonder. Okay? All right, so one thing I would like us to do tonight, these are just some, some lessons in spiritual warfare. I want to spend some time around the altar tonight. It's only 7 o'clock. We need to be able to... I, I'm going to give you a task, one thing. Yeah? Altar, time, wherever. There's one thing. I want you to begin to think right now about one thing. One thing that, that needs to happen in, in your life. And, uh, you may not be in the midst of a difficult situation. Okay? You might be. I don't know. But I want you to think of one thing. One thing. And that's what you're going to pray about tonight. And we're going to focus on that. Now, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, uh, there's an old, and this is anecdotal, but I think, I think it's, it's got foundations in Scripture when he says, uh, pray and not faint. And when the Scripture tells us to keep on praying and not faint. Now, uh, one of, the, one of the, the passages that I made, uh, um, uh, that I referenced earlier to in, in, in Daniel 10, it, he prayed for days. And it sounds to me like he was praying about the same thing in fasting. Okay? Fasting has its role, and that's another, that's another topic for another night. But tonight, there's one thing that, I, that you're saying, God, I really want to see you do something here on this. Whether it has to do with a son, a daughter, a child, a set of circumstances, I need you to do this in my life tonight. And I want us to, to, to focus in. You don't have to tell anybody what that is. But I want us to come around the altars or around the chairs. If your knees will, if your knees will stand it, kneel. Get before God. And let's take the next 15 minutes. 15 minutes, I'll call you back. And focus on that one thing. Don't let yourself meander all over, all over, all over your family and God's creation here. This is one thing it's called, I would call, let's pray through 
on one thing tonight, okay? Let's pray. Come, come find a place. Whether it's around here, it's, it's kneeling at your, if your knees can handle it, if your knees can't handle it, uh, then it's okay to sit. But let's find a place and let's spend the next 15 minutes interceding in one, on one thing, one area, one person, one relationship, one set of circumstances. Let's pray. And let's see what God will do. Hallelujah. <laughs> Could you stand and, and would you stand and gather around here? And we're just and we're gonna just do one more thing. Actually two more things before we um, before our execution we'll, we'll go down if you if you have time to have fellowship and, and downstairs and basement fellowship hall. Um I don't know what you prayed about. You do, and you and and hopefully you took seriously what I what I was encouraging you to do. What I'd like you to do now, as as we as we stand together, I want you to lift your hands and thank Him for the answer. <laughs> Glory to Your name, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for uh, the, the the for the gift that You've given me tonight. Thank you for the gift. For this, for this prayer that I prayed, this need that, that, I, that I've lifted before you. God, we worship you. Thank you for, for, for her receiving it, God. For receiving the very thing that we've asked for. God, I love you. We bless you. We thank you tonight. We thank you, Father, for an answered prayer. We thank you, Father, for many answered prayers. We thank you, Jesus. We glorify you. We glorify you. We glorify you. We glorify you. We bless you, Jesus. We praise you. Glorify you, Lord, Father God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bless you. We praise you. We thank you. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. One last thing I'd ask you to do is I want you to take a piece of paper, whatever it is, or how however you write, I want you to write this thing down tonight, what you've asked God for, the date. I want you to put it in your Bible, wherever it is, and when God gives that, puts that in your hand. Um, or, or, you know, I, I don't know what it is. That, now, I, I was praying for one of my daughters. When we see God's hand move, you've got to share it. You've got to share it. Amen? Amen. You've got to share it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.